This is The Unguided Podcast. I'm your host, Big Daddy. And your co-host, Track Mills. How you doing today, buddy? You know, doing all right for a Saturday. Been all morning in the duck blind. Yeah, it was uh, pretty slow this morning, but we still scraped out a couple of mallards, shot a few gadwalls, so it was an okay morning. Not our best, but you know, you'll have that transitioning and get later in the season these ducks are starting to get smarter they're pairing up and they're starting to pinpoint every little thing that you're doing wrong and we didn't have no uh wind so it made it a little bit tougher so um other than that man let's uh let's get rolling let's yeah. get to talking about yeah. it um so basically you know this is me and track mills podcast the unguided podcast and we just wanted to kind of do our own thing we know we had a lot of people out there tell us man you guys are hilarious you guys need to start your own podcast you guys got to do something because we always you know snapchat our things or put our stuff on instagram and everyone's like god man you guys should start something and everyone's been yeah and everyone's been kind of telling him that that (laughs) same thing and i kind of went to him i know probably about a month ago and i said you want you want to do it i mean i was born to do this and Without hesitation, what a, a good partner would do and good friend would do without a doubt. So we went ahead and uh, we're, we're rolling the dice, taking the gamble, and now we're here, boys and girls. Um, so basically what we want to start off with is is we're going to basically kind of tell you how we went about buying this road. We had a, <laughs> ourselves a uh, little episode at the uh, Guitar Center when we went in to buy this. So... Uh, we got to talking about two weeks ago, hey, we need to go get set up with this road um, edition and uh, Procaster 2, and we go in, and they tell us we're going to get 10% off. Yeah, our boy Renee. Perfect. Uh, you want to tell them about how we actually went into the store? Well, that's what I'm getting <laughs> to, man. Um, so we go, and the first day, we get 10% off, and we're like, ah, we could probably get it somewhere better, us being us. We're always trying to look for the better deal. and But I always preach, you know, you get what you pay for. So it is what it is. And everyone I talk to that does this says it's the best out there. But, you know, another extra couple hundred to two hundred dollars off doesn't ever hurt a man's wallet. So we got some legit shit. Yeah. Um, so we go in and we, we just decide we don't want to purchase this. So we're looking around, can't find anything. Well, we find that our 10 percent is our best deal. So we go, okay, let's go ahead and go in there and buy it. And we walk in without a mask on. And, oh, my God, you would have thought World War Three started yeah. with us not having a mask on. Now, you got to picture this. Guitar Center is kind of a hippie, chilled, relaxed vibe. So they're overthinking everything. So I walk in without a mask Mills, you brought your mask? I had a mask. I always okay. stay with the mask. That's, you know? Okay, and I, I didn't wear a mask in, and, you know, I'm not a big mask guy, but if they ask me to put one on, I'll absolutely do it. I'll respect you. I'll res- respect the company. I'll do anything to put a mask on. I kind of jokingly said to her, I said, well, you do, do you have an extra mask? Well, we do this time. Okay, well, that's fine. Good enough for me. <laughs> I mean, what do you mean you this time? Me. And so I said, I, I wanted it back. And then at the end of it, I said, well, after I get done wearing it, since you're so stingy on giving mask out, do you want it back? And she did not like that response. So I go ahead and put the mask on. And as I walk away, daddy doing typical daddy things, I have to be a smart ass. And I make a comment. 
and say what, Mills? Well, COVID's not that really big. Not that big of a deal anyway. <laughs> and she flipped a gasket. She said, what? What's that? And they like they like they literally like shuffled over to him, and it, they heard what he said, obviously. And so that kind of ruined getting our 10% off, because after that, they wanted nothing to do with me. But this is where your boy, Track Mills, comes in and puts on his business suit and just lies and talks his ass off to get yeah. that 10%. Give us give us a little rundown, Mills, and give the give the crowd a little rundown as All to right. how you went about getting this deal. So we went in there, Riley pissed off the manager, right? We go up to the guy at the desk, we say, hey, we talked to Renee last Tuesday, he said we can get 10% off. The guy's like, okay, well, if we do that, we need manager approval. Guy goes over to the manager, leaves the room. Well, it turns out the manager was the person that Riley just pissed off, so... This little pencil neck motherfucker comes back to us. He goes, oh, we can't give you the 10% off. We said, why? He said, we just can't, you know. And I was like, okay, okay. We have a situation on our hands. I'm not going to pay an additional $100. So we walked over to the desk again, and I told the manager, I said, hey, look, that's my buddy there. He's kind of an asshole. Cut us a break. Um, I'm the one that's going to be buying this podcast equipment. So it's no, it, he has nothing to do with this transaction, and I apologize for what he did, but um, we came in here last Tuesday, you know, I talked to Renee, he said it's good, we can do the 10% because of an Amazon price match, and uh, I was just told him I was waiting to get paid, I acted like a broke guy, you know, trying to wait to get paid, because this thing was kind of pricey, but... You know, we had the cash. Anyway, we wanted to haggle a little bit, so he goes, oh, it's a price match. Oh, okay. And then realized that Riley wasn't even part of the transaction when really he was. But um, As long as I was nowhere near that transaction, they were okay with it. They just wanted no part of me because you guys know sometimes out there I get a little testy and I get a little fired up, and, and so it is what it is, and... Mills was just like, Riley, walk away. Yeah. Let me handle this, yeah. and um, we'll get it taken care of. You know, the best thing I heard of, if you ever want to get a deal done, you kind of got to be nice to the people or else they're not going to do any favors for you. So I kind of just told him like it was, acted like I was broke, told him we needed this equipment. We already came in here. We got it. Price match, and boom, got the deal done. Situation resolved. No one got COVID, and we were all right. <laughs> not, not that we know of. Um, so that's basically how we went about, um, getting this, uh, Roadcaster Pro 2. Uh, we thought that was a little funny story. We had to share with you guys that we had to make some little leaps and boundaries in order to get it. But I mean, that kind of shit happens all the time with me and Riley. So like, absolutely. I mean, when we go out, whether it's to a bar, we go out to dinner, we're always causing some type of scene and, and people look at us, but, but, but it's me and him doing it because we're buddies and we joke around like that. You know, sometimes it might be me who rubs someone the wrong way. Sometimes it might be Riley, but we always step in and we get our shit done, you know? Yeah, and, and we always make sure that at the end of the day, like, people know we're just joking around. Like, it's not that big of a deal. I jokingly said that to get her fired up because I wanted a response and I got what I wanted, and it is what it is. So... Um, 
So that's a little story about that, getting that Rodecaster 2, Pro 2. And by the way, it's awesome. I mean, that's a really good piece of equipment that we got. So I'm, I'm happy with the purchase, and now we're here. So We're stoked about it. We're stoked about it. I hope you guys are stoked about it, trying to get as many followers as possible. So. And any, anything that you guys, the topic you guys want to talk about um, or call in, Feel free. I mean, this is for everybody. We want this to make everybody in stories that you know, stories, of. friends, anything. It don't matter, boys and girls. Um, you know, we're trying to make a podcast for everybody. But at the end of the day, if you don't like it, piss off. And we don't really care. I mean, well, I we want people. Saying. We want people to like it. But at the same time, I mean, it's just us having fun anyways with it. So, you know, tune in, listen, see if you like it. And if you don't, don't follow. Don't listen. It's, it's not going to hurt our, our feelings. Yeah, but I'll pump the brakes and say, whammo! 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 <laughs> I will, though, because that's a funny story, and we'll get into that later. But this is the intro episode, so I figured we'd just say, hey, introduce us, see how we got the podcast. We're stoked for the episodes that we're going to produce here, and I uh, figured we'd just give intros how we met. I mean, I've known Riley for 10 years. Uh, it's been a wild ride, but it's great to be down in Big D and chilling and fucking shit up now. Yeah, so he actually, I got a job opportunity to come down to Dallas after living in Arkansas. Uh, job opportunity to come down and uh, take it. And really, uh, Mills was the one that convinced me to come down here. I, I was coming down here two to three times anyways a year to come visit him and hang out, and I always had a good time. And I knew eventually I always wanted to get to Texas, so here I am. But a little bit about how we met, man. Uh we met when we were, what, 20, 21? I'd say maybe, yeah, 21, 21. So we're 30 now, so, you know, nine, ten years of friendship. It's it's We've had ups, downs, we've gotten fights, we've gotten arguments, typical friend stuff. So how we went about meeting people is my freshman year in college, my buddy, Boyd, hits me up and he says, man, you got to meet this guy on my floor. This guy's an absolute nut. Um, he's just like you, you guys got to meet up, um, check it out. And he sent me a link and I'm thinking, okay, what is this? You know, I didn't get a chance to watch sports center that day, you know, whether we had a game or whether we were in a film cause I played college football. So I didn't have a lot of extra opportunity to do that kind of stuff, but I get on there and it's this little gingerhead kid going nuts at an Iowa Hawkeye football game shirt comes off. It's rally time, and he's just getting the party started. Yeah. So we do. tell us a little bit how that went down, Try Get the party started. Well, actually, the first time I actually did it was week two at Arizona State. So this was back in 2009. 2009 season, Hawkeyes were really good. We were rolling. I was a freshman. I was just a dumbass, you know, but – yeah, they made, they made to do they made the Orange Bowl that year, didn't they? We won. Played against Georgia Tech. Won the Orange Bowl that year. Yeah, that was a good year for you guys. Yeah. So anyway, my I was, my, my dream school they broke my heart, but go on. Man, that's all. I'm sorry to hear that, but uh, so <laughs> we were tailgating. It was a two thirty game against Arizona, and I was pretty sauced. You know, we've been tailgating all day, and I mean Iowa was blowing them out, so there was no one in the stands. But around halftime, I think it may have been halftime or third quarter. I started dancing to the music, but the stands were pretty empty, and so some people laughed. My close friends laughed, but no one really noticed what I was doing. But the following week was week three. Was week three? So no, it might have been week four. Who cares? We're playing Arkansas State, and it was kind of close, and and it was like 
why is it so close against Arkansas State? So most of the fans were still in there. It was kind of a cold, overcast day. Um, again, tailgated. Best tailgate in America is an Iowa tailgate. Pounded so many beers. Came in there. Uh, finally, like, came to at halftime. But everyone in the stands was sitting down. And then, boom, music comes on again. And this time it was, like, I think, it, yeah, it was a Pitbull song. And it was going like, somebody call 911. Shorty fire burning on the dance floor. Whoa. And I was like, whoa, this is kind of, I'm kind of getting pumped right now. I'm going to start dancing again. So I got up on my feet and everyone else was sitting down. And I started just doing some little jig, you know, on the stands. I was doing the Harlem Shake. I was doing it. And everyone started turning around. I was like, what's this idiot doing? And I was just dancing, you know, because I felt like it. And I didn't really understand why everyone needed to sit down during the half to let their legs rest. So when I was doing it, people started noticing it and they started yelling and screaming at me. It was like maybe half the stadium was yelling at me. And then I started doing the Harlem Shake. That's what people don't really get. I was doing the Harlem Shake and then everyone was like, whoa, what is he doing? And uh, I guess some idiot started chanting, take it off. Take it off. And then everybody in the freaking stadium was roaring and yelling for me to take off my shirt. And I was just like, at that point, all right, it's all systems go. I'm living in the moment. Took it off. Started dancing. Took off my wife beater. Stripped down. Fucking my pale ass was albedo effect across the fucking stadium. And it was just roaring. Take it off. And then that was it. But that was like. Exhilarating. Man. That was your claim to fame, and he became known as the crazy Iowa Hawkeye fan. Made Sports Center. He's on YouTube. You got to check it out. And back in the day, bud, you were kind of put together like yeah. a little little yeah. brick wall, but now you got that yeah. little dad bod chubbiness I going mean, on. I'm 30, you know, dad bod's <laughs> coming into effect, but you know, when you're 30, the ladies kind of like it, you know? Yeah. Shows that you got some character. Absolutely. So I rock it pretty well, you know? And so, finally, it comes around. Man, I played college football at the University of Western Illinois. Um, some things happened, and we'll get a li- uh, we'll talk about that later on on some different podcasts. But I didn't end up playing after my sophomore year. So junior year comes around, and I was free, and I knew I wanted to have fun and party. And my buddy had his twenty first birthday, and I was like, "This is the time I can." Finally go meet this guy that says everyone I need to meet. Yeah. And I met him and it was everything is advertised. Guys crazy, wild, fun, loud, obnoxious, a smart ass, an asshole, everything just like me. And the best part of the whole night would had to have been at the end of the night. What was that bar that we went to? Was it Vines and the Underground the Bar? Vine, the Vine. The Vine. Yeah. So we come up, we're walking up the stairs, and everyone's ready to go home at the end of the night. And, hey, who wants to go grab something to eat? I can promise you Mills is never turning down no damn supper, man. (laughs) And so he goes, it's me, him, my buddy Waz, and everyone else kind of goes home. And you got this kid, and he's like, well, I ain't got no money. Okay, dude, it's fine. I mean, shit, how were you drinking on night? Whose tab were you dude, drinking on? must have been Christopher Boyd's or somebody's, but... Had to have been somebody's tab. because dollar beer night or some shit. He couldn't afford a dollar or two dollar sliced pizza. I always found a way to get blacked out. 
And you, <laughs> you always, can, I can promise you that. And, and you always found a way to get that belly fat at the end of the night, too. <laughs> so we go, and I buy his pizza, and everything was a awesome night and some of the best damn pizza i've ever had what was that place called again in iowa city balbo brothers balbo's awesome. brothers or something it yeah. was awesome pizza so we roll around and i go back to school and i come back um either later in the summer and we have know, another man. spring whatever my, my buddy had a, another kegger and we go up we party and we get it going and so me and mills are kind of doing our own thing we've became comfortable with each other and we're just sitting there up at sports corner up in iowa city getting it going dancing on the tables anything you can think of me and him are doing and he randomly says to me the summit surprise and i said what do you mean the summit surprise and he said, you've never heard of this? And I said, well, I think you named it the Summit Surprise because you did this at the bar called The Summit, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he says, Riley, let, let me tell you something. I said, okay. He says, this is The Summit Surprise. And he explained to me. Explain to people out there what The Summit Surprise is for anybody that well, don't know. when you're like, you're grinding on some girl on the dance floor, you know. Summit Surprise is named that because that's the first time I tried this. But that's when you when they're grinding on you, you're feeling on each other. You know, you're feeling it. You're both in the zone. Probably both pretty, pretty toasty right there. Slide your finger around the front, start rubbing on the clit. <laughs> and, and he uh, went all in for it. And from what I hear, you had a pretty high average. It, it worked a lot of the time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, in Iowa City, anything. It's, it's Iowa City, absolutely. Girls there love them. And, Love and it's crazy from you try something like that at a regular bar absolutely slapped oh, but yeah. you're in college everyone's just having fun trying to get down and getting it going a hundred percent i mean it's a nightclub you know absolutely if you're grinding you're feeling it you gotta live in the moment like i said just live in the moment so we're having a good night and next thing you know we're going back to my buddy's house on clifford street and we get going and this is the second time i've only met this guy okay and we just kept partying and partying and partying. And next thing you know, I, for some reason, and I don't know why, got naked and got into a... what Kimona. A kimona. A kimona. I got into a kimona and went next door to the next door well, neighbor's to, house. To the viewers that don't know what a kimona actually is, do you want to explain or do you want me to explain? You ex- go ahead and explain. It's like that. a Japanese robe. So... Basically like a bathrobe. You know, it's something like a, a crouching tiger, hidden dragon shit. Like, you're, you're, it's a bathrobe, but it's made out of, like, silk. And it's yes. got, like, a belt that you tie around your waist. And you look like an absolute idiot in it. Because Riley's, how tall are you? I'm 6'2 and a half, 6'3. 6'2 and a half, 6'3, white boy, wearing this kimono, ass naked. <laughs> ass naked in the kimono. And I go next door, and we're just... Hanging out with the neighbors, and for some reason, I don't know why, but every girl at that house thought it was the hottest thing ever. And I remember one of our buddies, Fonz, he's like, I don't know how Riley does it. How does he pull women? He's so stupid. How does he do it? And Mills is just talking to me. He's like, I just don't understand it. And still to this day, he doesn't understand how I did it. And I can't tell you how it's easy, but like I always, I learned this at a long, long time ago. Some guys got it. Guys don't. And some guys don't. You know what? 
I mean, I guess just being unique, you know, that gets their attention. And that's a, and that and that's the thing that me and Mills, I think, why we get along so well is because we are unique and we are different, and we're not scared to try things. I mean, the biggest thing for me is what attached you know me to him was if I say, "Hey, man, let's go jump off this cliff," hundred percent, not hesitant. Let's do it, bud. Let's do it. You know, always had my back. He's he always will have my back, and we we get in fights and we do crazy things that you know we're mad at each other for a day or two or maybe a week. It, you know, everyone has those fights, but at the end of the day, we're boys, and you know that's a little bit of back backstory on how it's about how you uh, resolve those situations. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, like if you if you get in a fight, yeah, you got in a fight. But if you're real friends, real friends will get in a fight at some point in time. Yeah, and it's about. How you go about resolving that situation? So and learning from it. And another thing that we can cry over together is our Chicago Bears. So that's I mean, another one we can. The Bears are gonna suck next year. Ah, I know it's it's gonna be depressing, but man, we just gotta keep keep going on. And we found our spot. We can go and cry with everyone else at the old Wingnut, and they still love us no matter I mean, how we look. Wingnut, Richardson, Texas. You ain't heard about it. You ain't a Bears fan in Dallas. If you have heard about it, then you know what's up. If you haven't heard about it, though, and you are a Bears fan in Dallas, Texas, I highly recommend going to that joint because we're sitting there at the bar at our vantage point every Sunday with everyone else, and it is fucking lit, man. We get it going. We get to drinking that purple (laughs) juice is what old Mo likes to call it. Old Mo on the slot machine. You got old Mo on the slot machine. You got Rich. You got Juana Man. You got Juana Man. You got... (laughs) Aaron Donald looking like. Let me tell you this story about this Juana man guy. You got Becca with the big tits serving up the drinks. And they are beautiful, my my friends. Oh, man. So we got this guy. If you guys have ever seen this movie, old movie, early two thousands, guy looks exactly like Juana man, and I'm like, whoa, that's Juana man. And he had, I think he had an idea that I kept calling him Juana man, and he finally kept <laughs> like catching on, like, oh my god, I do look like Juana man. And I told Mills, and Mills just like laughing, die hard. And he's like, "Holy crap, that is Joanna, man!" Yeah. So, um, just but then fun he's got thing. his bigger, light-skinned friend that looks just like Aaron Donald. Looks exactly <laughs> like Aaron Donald. And they're always in the same spot, you know, at the bar. Always there every Sunday. So we just wanted to get on here, you give you guys a little intro. Um, and tell you guys how we met, how we became about this podcast, and um, have you guys hopefully along along for the ride. We're hoping to bring good content. We have a lot of good stories. Hoping to have a lot of guests on from college roommates to college teammates to high school friends um, to people that I know throughout the country that I've met in the hunting industry. We're going to bring everything to you. There's no topic that's off limits for us. We, that's why we wanted to do something a little different. And that's basically talk about everything. You have all these podcasts out there that are specific to one genre and we just kind of want to talk about everything. I mean, um, so that's how we're going to go. Yeah. That's, that's how we came up with our, our name unguided is because we're not no script. We, We don't, know what we're going to talk about we're just going to ride go with the flow and hopefully you guys like the content that we bring you guys it's a long time coming and we're finally here boys and i would say when we post it 
in the Insta posts. I mean, comment, say whatever you want, inside jokes to get us going on some stories that you know about. We're open to those. We're open to suggestions, but we're going to have some content here for the next episode. But Yeah, it should be a fun ride, and hopefully you guys enjoy it, and hopefully you guys follow us along the whole time. Anybody that knows us seriously knows how much this means to us. So we're going to go ahead and get out of here. Anything you want to say, Track? I'd say whammo! Whammo it is! Woo!